Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, as we look at uh, the scripture here, I want to... uh point out a couple verses to you. I want you to notice with me verses 28 through 30 of chapter 11. And notice what Jesus says. He says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What I want to talk about today is I want to, you know, I want to take a break from our normal Earthwalk series. I've been actually contemplating about sharing this with you for at least a week now. And I want to talk about the reality of the love that Jesus Christ has for each of us here. Because each of us need to grasp how great that love is because You might be here today, and when you look at who you are, and you look at the pain in your life, and you look at the failures and the regret and the shame, you might be here and you're wondering, you know what, how can he love me? Doesn't he know what I did or I didn't do? How can he love me? I mean, because I haven't been 100% committed to him. You know, I said I would do this for him, but I didn't do it. How can he love me? How can he care for me? In fact, let's be honest, our church culture, when I talk about our church culture, let's talk about it. Our Christian culture right here in North America, we often communicate to people, we communicate to the world around us, that in order for you to come to church, in order for you to be a good church person, you need to be perfect. You need to have your act together. You need to dress just right. And if you don't have your act together, don't bother coming until you get it right. Isn't that what we hear? Isn't that what is communicated? Isn't that what we feel? But the reality is there's something so much more. It's almost, can I be honest with you, our church culture covers up the message that Jesus wants us to hear. The message that Jesus is communicating the invitation that he has to all of us. And the reality is is that it's an invitation to real people. It's an invitation for you and I to come to him as we are. With all our junk, with all our garbage, with all of our baggage. And so what I want to look at today especially is I want us to see the call. He's given us a call here in this passage. And then I want you to see what the promise is. He's calling to everyone. We're going to see that in a moment. And we're going to see the promise that he's given. And we're actually going to look at a couple of other passages of Scripture to help you to understand the promise. And then I want you to see the reality. So I want you to notice with me the call. We've already read the passage to you. But I want you to see, look with me, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor 
and are heavy laden. The first thing I want you to see is this. Jesus calls to those who are overwhelmed. Jesus calls to those who are overwhelmed. So let's just stop for a moment. What does that mean, George, overwhelmed? Uh, you know, I mean, I could be overwhelmed by all the stuff I have to do in a day, or I could be overwhelmed by the chaos in my house, especially if the more kids you have, the more chaos you have. Is that not true? And you can be overwhelmed by all of that, but that's not really what he's talking about here. I mean, what is he talking about when he says that you're burdened and heavy laden? Can I be honest with you? What he's talking about here is life. So you're here today... Maybe your marriage is not where it should be. You're overwhelmed by your marriage. You're here today and maybe your life is not what it should be. Maybe you are dealing and wrestling with stuff in your life. Behavioral patterns that are destructive. And you're overwhelmed because you don't know what to do. You don't know how to turn it around. Maybe you're overwhelmed by your circumstances, your finances, your health issues. I mean, we could go on and on and on and talk about the reality of what overwhelms us, of what burdens us down and, 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 and not knowing what to do about it. Isn't that true? Think about it. When we talk about those things, we talk about family situation, marriage situations, we talk about work, we talk about the junk in our lives, we talk about financial stresses, health stresses. A lot of times with those situations, what burdens us down about them is that a lot of times we don't know what to do about them. They're out of our control. And if you're like me, I'm a control freak. We like to be in control, don't we? And when it's out of control, we're overwhelmed. So he calls to us who, who are those of us who are overwhelmed. And here's what he does. Jesus calls them to come to him. He calls us to come to him. Look what this, look at what he says. Verse 28. Come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He says, come, come to me. Now here's what happens. Usually, here's what happens in our, our church culture mindset. What we've been taught or, or how, if you think about the, what the church has communicated for so long, you know what, yeah, I want to come to you, Jesus, but you know what, I gotta, I gotta quit, I can't be overwhelmed and come to you. I gotta have my act together. I gotta have my stuff together. I gotta deal with this garbage in my life. I gotta, I gotta have everything right. Then I can come to you. Haven't you heard people say that kind of stuff to you before? Well, you know what, I, I like to do that church thing, George, but, you know, let me let me get all this other stuff straightened out first. Have you noticed they never straighten it out? Because they can't. And so we enter into this mindset that really we, we want to come to Him, but we can't come to Him. But I want you to understand something. He tells us, come to me. Come to me. If you're burdened, if you're overwhelmed, if you're if you're if you're crushed by this world and the, and the stuff of this world. And stuff happens, doesn't it? Tragic stuff happens. Stuff that we don't expect to happen happens. And he cries out and he says, Come to me. Come to me. Just as you are. He calls to us. He calls 
us to come to him. And the final thing I want you to see about the call is this, and this is the wonderful thing. Look at what he says there in the middle of verse 29. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle. Here's what I want you to see about the call. Jesus tells us he's gentle. He's gentle. You know, when I was a boy, I had a disciplinarian for a dad. I mean, he was a drill sergeant. And so, I mean, we had rules. And being a teenage boy, I was rebellious. I didn't think so then, but I look back on it now as a dad. Yeah, I was a rebel. And I remember when I broke rules, I hated going home because when I knew I went home, I'd have to face the wrath of my dad. And a lot of us have that concept about God, don't we? You're here, you're overwhelmed by the junk in your life. You're overwhelmed by the stuff that's happening around you. And let's be honest, we create a lot of the stuff that's happening around us, don't we? You know, some things happen on their own, but some things we create for ourselves. The difficulties that we face, we create for ourselves. It's the choices we make, and we face the consequences of them. And so here's what happens. We enter into a mindset, just like I did when I was a boy. We enter into this mindset, he says, come to me, come to me. And you're like, well, no, I can't come to him because he's going to do the smackdown on me. It's going to be hammer time with him. It's going to be, he's going to deal with me. And I, I don't want to, you know, so we just, I won't go. Look at what he says here. I'm gentle. I'm gentle. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to, it needs to permeate your mind and your heart that even though, yes, you've made some bad decisions, yes, you've made some choices that are right, yes, you are facing the consequences of them, and you're overwhelmed, and you want Him, and you know you need Him, but the reality is, is you're scared of Him. Let's just say it like it is, aren't we? He says to you, come to me. I'm gentle. I'm gentle. Was my mind. You know, if my dad ever did that, I would have been like picking myself off the floor. Because I never had that concept of dad. And a lot of us, our concept of God really has a lot of times to do with our concept of our parents. And Jesus is here saying to you and I, come to me. I'm gentle. In fact, he goes on, and what do you, here, I want you to understand the expression of that gentleness because he gives us a promise. And I want, this, this promise is threefold, and so we're actually going to see it. I'm going to go through some parallel passages to kind of help you to grasp the promise. But he's, just so you understand his gentleness to you, if he wasn't gentle, let me explain something to you, he would not give you these promises. Do you understand me? If he wasn't loving and gentle and merciful, he wouldn't give you these promises. Does everybody understand? So I want you to notice with me, first of all, verse 30, look at what he says. Take my yoke upon you, verse 29, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here's what I want you to see. The first promise he gives us is this. He will give you rest. 
He'll give you rest. Some of you need rest. Let's just talk about it for a moment. When we talk about, listen, how many of you don't understand? How many of you say, yeah, I know what it means to be overwhelmed? Just say, I'm not asking what you're over. How many, I know what it means to be overwhelmed. Okay, everybody understands what it means. How many of you remember when you're overwhelmed? You might be overwhelmed right now, so you don't have to remember very long. And how many of you remember when you're overwhelmed? What do you think about all the time? The problem. The mess up. And how are you sleeping at night? I guess the question is, how are you not sleeping at night? And you're consumed with it, and 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 you're uptight, and 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 you and you and people around you are like, man, what's what's up with you? What? I mean, uh, you're a bear today. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. How many spouses know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? I mean, and, and the reality is what's going on in your life, you have no rest. There's no peace. You're overwhelmed. And Jesus is saying, come to me, I'm gentle. And I'm going to give you, listen to me folks, he's good, I'm going to give you what? Rest. Rest. I want you to stop for a moment. Look at me. Look, look with me at this, look with me at verse 29 and 30. I want you to notice. Look, read those verses to yourself for a couple moments there. For a moment. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Have you noticed that there's no conditional clause there? I will give you rest if you do this. I mean, if you notice it, that, that, that's not there, is it? He's not giving us a conditional clause. He's not saying, I'm going to only give you rest if you get your act together. I'm going to give you rest if you give half of your money to God. I'm going to give you rest if, if you, you know, do all this other stuff. I mean, he doesn't say that, does he? He just says, what does he say? No condition. It's unconditional. Come to me. I'm gentle. What? I'll give you rest. Some of you need that rest today, don't you? Here's another promise. Listen to what Micah, the prophet Micah says in chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. He says, In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame. I will gather the outcast from whom I have afflicted. I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation. So the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from now on, even forever. Here's what he says. Here's the promise. He'll give you a hope. He'll give you a hope. The prophet Micah, quoting the Lord here, is saying, he says, I'm going to get the lame. Now, what the lame is, is the crippled. People who can't walk. He said, I'm going to get the lame. I'm going to get the outcast. Now think about what an outcast is. An outcast is someone who is not accepted by society. Someone who is not accepted by the community. They maybe have done something, or they maybe been afflicted with some sort of disease, and everybody's staying away from them. He says, I'm going to gather those folks, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make them a remnant. I'm going to make them a strong nation. They're going to have better days. He's giving them a hope. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I'll give you rest. I'm going to give you hope. 
Some of you here today, the reality is, as you look back at your past and you think, man, does he have any clue what I've done? Here's what I'm going to say to you. It doesn't really matter to me what you've done. What matters is, is that God who can take you and make you into something different. He gives you hope. He gives you hope. There's one other promise I want you to see. And this is where it really got me thinking about... I, but here's the verse. I'm going to read you the verse and then I'm going to tell you the point. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. This is the Lord speaking. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast. Let me read that again. Listen to what he says. Listen. Listen with your heart. Listen with your heart. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast. Here's the point I want you to see. He will heal your wounds. You know, it's interesting, you know, Prophet Joel says this, that he will give you back the years the locusts have eaten. Some of you here, all you think about is, man, I wasted my time, I wasted years. Give him back. He's the healer. Some of you are so deeply wounded here. You're overwhelmed by your wounds. Maybe it's something in your marriage. Maybe it's something from your background. Maybe it's something, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You're deeply wounded and you're hurt. And the reality is, is Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you hope. I'll heal your wounds. Everybody else may consider you an outcast. You may consider yourself an outcast. But you're not to me. Come to me. I'm gentle. Isn't that awesome? Don't we need to change our whole view of Jesus? Man, think about what we have robbed ourselves of in our churches for all these years. He's not calling the perfect. In fact, let's be honest. When we go through the Gospels, what does he do with the perfect? Perfect. He rebukes them because they ain't perfect. And we've got this concept that only the perfect can come to church. It's not the perfect, folks. It's the real. It's the outcast he's calling. Because they're only going to find healing with him. So I want you to notice with me the reality. Here's the reality. Number one, he will embrace the outcast. You don't need to question that. You don't need to question, well, if you only knew what I did, or if you only knew what I didn't do, and if you only knew this about me, and if you only knew what you... He already knows. He knew before it happened. God exists outside of time. And in His great love, He still shows mercy and grace to you and I, in spite of ourselves. And He still calls to us. Isn't that awesome? It's not like us. It's like, you know what, if you burn me, don't bother. Don't you dare call me. I ain't got time for you. That's not God. He's calling to you. 
He will embrace you. He will embrace the outcast. Folks, that's the kind of church that we need to be. If Jesus is willing to embrace the outcast, what kind of church do we need to be? The church that embraces what? The outcast. Because where else are they going to hear it? Another point here I want you to see about the reality. You must embrace Jesus. I'm going to read to you those three verses again from Matthew. And I'm going, to, I'm going to point something out to you that supports the point I'm making here. Verse 28, Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Here's what I want you to see. The main verbs in these verses are action verbs, which mean that something is required from us. The promises of healing and hope and rest are only there if you and I will what? Reach out and grasp them. And what do we have to reach out and grasp? Jesus. We've got to embrace Jesus. He's extending the call. So, I mean, think about it. Like, let's, let's, say, let's say it's July. Okay? It's not raining outside. Let's say I've got a big, huge cooler full of hamburger patties, ground round hamburger patties, seasoned just right. And I said to the church, I'm extending the invitation to you. Come on down to the house. We're going to grill those babies and we're going to have a big cheeseburger festival. Let's go. Come on. And half of you don't come. Whose fault is that? Is it me? I extended the invitation. But you go home and you say, man, I, I really would like a ground round cheeseburger. Well, hey, the invitation was there. You didn't even have to drive far. You could walk there from here. It was up to who whether or not they got a ground round cheeseburger. Same thing with Jesus. He's saying to you, come, come, take, learn. You have to be the one to embrace it. And so you're here today. Listen to me. You're here today. You're overwhelmed. You, you have no rest. Folks, you've got to reach out and embrace him. Isn't that interesting in the, in the skip when she realized the stuff kept wanting to hold her back, didn't it? The junk kept wanting to hold her back. But she was reaching out, and guess what? He reached out towards her. It's, it's almost equal. He's got to see that you want him. You understand? You say, okay, George, how do we, how do we wrap this up? Well, I've got three thoughts for you. First one's a question. Be real with yourself, too. Here's what you need to listen. Are you overwhelmed? Are you overwhelmed? Are you overwhelmed by life? It's not going the way you thought it was supposed to go. Are you overwhelmed by your marriage? It hasn't been good. Are you overwhelmed by work? Are you overwhelmed by maybe some addictive behavior? Are you overwhelmed? 
You're just overwhelmed in general and you don't know what to do. Are you overwhelmed? I mean, you've got to be real with yourself. I mean, because we, you know what? We are a culture of pretenders, are we not? We have, it is culturally acceptable to pretend. How do I know that? Because when I say, hey, how you doing? The ex- response I expect from you is, great. I don't want to hear terrible. In fact, I don't know what to do with that if you told me I'm terrible today. Uh, what do I do with that? We don't expect that. Our culture are pretenders. Everybody's supposed to be doing what? Fine. I mean, your day could be terrible. And I still want to hear from you. How are you doing today? Fine. We're pretenders. And sometimes we deceive ourselves. We, we actually get used to the dysfunction. We get used. It becomes our normal. Being overwhelmed has become normal for, for some of you folks. Are you overwhelmed? Are you overwhelmed? The second thing, a question I want to ask you is this. Do you see yourself as an outcast? You know, that could take two facets there. That could, you could see yourself as an outcast with the church or the community as a whole, but for most of us, probably that's not what we wrestle with. Although some of you might be wrestling with that. But the reality of being an outcast is, do you see yourself as an outcast with God? Do you? You know, the church has been real good over the years to, to communicate what an outcast is. Your marriage didn't last? Uh-uh-uh. Do you see yourself as an outcast? Engaged in that behavior? Uh-uh-uh. And what happens is, is that We begin to think that God sees us that way. Do you see yourself as an outcast? That is, do you think that God sees you that way? Be honest with yourself. Be honest. And then, here's the reality. Grasp this. Recognize that Jesus is calling you. He's calling you. Picture it in your mind. Jesus is calling you. His hands are outstretched. And He says, Hey, you're overwhelmed. I'm here. You have no rest in your life. I'm here. I'll give it to you. I'll give you a hope. I'll bring healing to your life. He's calling you. Are you listening? Are you listening? Some of you need to listen to Jeremiah again. Jeremiah 30, verse 17 says this, For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Some of you need to write that verse down. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. He'll restore you. He's calling to you, but you've got to reach out to Him. 
Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.